Hey guys, welcome to Ask the Podcast. Super glad you stopped by. Our team is made up of professional therapists and amateurs. Since we don't know your personal situation, we might get it wrong sometimes, but we will always give you the best advice we can with the information we have. We love getting your questions, so keep them coming. And this is a discussion format, so sometimes we curse, and sometimes we talk or laugh over each other. We want y'all to feel like part of our team. Remember, if you need emergency help, please call 911 or the suicide hotline, the number of which is on our website, www.askthepodcast.com. Com. Hey everybody, Beth and Sid here. Thanks for joining us today on Ask the Podcast. Today we have a question from a mom who's wanting to know how to teach her child about consent in the era of the Me Too movement. So we are talking about consent. So Sydney, what are you thinking about? So you're the one who received the question. So talk to us about, you know, what you think about this question. What do you think about this topic? <laughs> That's a wide open question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know the gender of this mom's child, so I don't know if she's asking how do we ha- help young women to be more clear about consent, or how do we help young men to be more clear about consent? Because stereotypically, those are two different things. Absolutely. Now, granted, the overarching piece of it is. How does anyone be clear about what it is that they're looking for in a sexual relationship or a sexual encounter? And how do you respect the other person's feelings about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Because it is, it is complicated in terms of, you know, like, how do you let someone know that you're attracted to them without making them feel like you're pressuring them? Yes, absolutely. And yeah. And, and there, this is, this is actually kind of an enormous Pandora's box. So let's start with guys. So my first reaction when Sydney told me this question or sent it to me, I was like, uh, what do you mean? How do we handle the issue of consent and the Me Too movement? Why are we even having this question, right? Because say, what, what do you mean by that? Be, what, be a little more clear about what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I, I will clarify. What I, my initial knee-jerk reaction was, were you not teaching, I assumed the mother had a son. I was like, were you not teaching your son to be respectful of women before the Me Too movement? This is not something that should even be a question. This, you know, then uh, Sydney was like, well, I don't know when we were talking about it, She's like, I don't know, you know, what the gender of the kid is. And I'm like, okay. So I had to stop and pull back and go, okay, you know, realistically. So the question is, so guys, you know, how do you handle consent? Parents, how do you teach consent? I want to tell a little story, which may seem like it's unrelated, but it, you know, fo- follow me down the little garden path and I'll relate the two of them in a moment. So Many, many years ago, those of you who are old enough, if parents listening, old enough to remember when it was kind of the fad to tell your preschoolers not to be bold, right? Like that was a synonym for don't, don't be naughty, basically. Don't be disrespectful. Don't be rude, right? Don't be bold. And I, I remember having a conversation with a mom who had been speaking to her little girl who was about three years old, telling her not to be bold. And I said, so here's the problem. You want young women to know that they can speak their mind. You want young women to know that they can be, quote unquote, bold so that they speak up and speak their piece. 
what you want her to be is respectful and not rude. Yes. Which is different from being bold. And so the way that that connects, I think to consent. And again, I, I, I know that this can, can span gender identity or gender expression more so than anything else. But typically women are the ones who are kind of taught to be coy and not to be mean if someone expresses their appreciation of their looks or their personality or you know you're cute or you're nice or can I go out with you or whatever they're they're taught not to be mean about letting that person down right right which then can lead to some confusion right about whether or not you are interested in that person consenting to even just spend time with that person so in terms of teaching young women to be bold. And again, this can also apply to young men as well. Be very clear about what it is that you want. And you don't, there is a way to do that without being rude. There is a way to say something like, I really enjoy hanging out with you. I'm not sexually interested in you. I'm sorry. But do you even have to say sorry? Well, I mean, if, if need be, you can say, I'm not trying to be offensive. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry. What, what I, what I mean by I'm sorry is I'm, I'm not trying to insult you. Right, 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 there's right. There's nothing wrong with you. Cause it's like, yeah, absolutely. I also use the analogy of there's um, plenty of people who, for example, like olives on pizza. I hate olives. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with olives. It means I don't like them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and yeah, I get, I'm only clarifying that because I think that's another thing that as women, we tend to be taught that we always have to feel guilty if we don't reciprocate Fair enough. and, and men don't, aren't taught that, you Fair know? Enough. So yeah. that's the only reason I bring that up. And, and that goes, so we, we talked about rejection in our first episode and, you know, that kind of goes back to that episode where it's, you know, if someone isn't attracted to you, that's okay. It's nothing personal. We all have people we are and aren't attracted to, just like you said about the olives and not taking it personally is important. So that's an interesting piece actually, in terms of teaching about consent, not only teaching, you know, encouraging and teaching your children to be direct about what it is that they're interested in doing or not interested in doing, but also understanding that if the other person says no, that is not a personal indictment of you. Exactly. Like being able to take no for an answer without being offended, insulted, or upset by it. And start, I mean, and, and it, shaming it, it, the other person. Right, exactly. It may be frustrating if you want to be sexually intimate with this person who just said no to you, but the reality is they're allowed to say no. Yes. And that's just life. And so taking a deep breath and thinking that sucks and then moving on. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's okay. I'm going to bring up the old anger iceberg. Cause I love that thing. Use it all the time. Um, you know, you feel angry if you're rejected a lot of times, but what's underneath that is embarrassment, humiliation, sadness. Cause maybe you really were, you really, liked this person in a romantic way for a long time and you finally worked up the energy or the nerve to to say something about it um you know there's so many emotions underneath that what appears as anger and so try and understand that too and this once again goes back to the whole rejection thing but you know try and recognize that your emotions are not the other person's fault they're you need to own them and and that's okay it's okay to feel hurt but it's also okay to move on from that and recognize that it's the other person's right. Because you don't want to have to be held to, you know, if, what if somebody came up to you and was like, I want you 
and you're like, oh no, not I, I no, not interested. You know, you don't want to have to be forced to do something that you don't want to do. So it's a two way street. Um, the I, I think that that's an important piece of teaching about consent is is that imagine putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Imagine if you were forced to have sex with somebody that you didn't want to have sex with, or even if you were put in the position of you know, having to snuggle with or kiss or, or touch somebody that you weren't interested in touching. I, I think it helps the perspective in terms of if somebody else turns you down, you know, really they, it, even though it's frustrating and you're, you know, angry and maybe feeling shame or rejection or any of those kind of things, it's, it also helps to understand that that person has feelings too, and they're entitled to those feelings as well. Yeah. And, and it would suck if, if you were in their shoes and they may even like you. And, uh, remember the whole thing yes. about having friends, right. And then friends who want to be, um, more than friends, right. You're like, damn it. I really like hanging out with them. Yeah. And sometimes people say that's an excuse, but I have had many people in my life where I really enjoy having them as friends, but I'm not attracted to them. Yes. And it's, it's, it's an awkward position to be in. Cause you're thinking, I don't want to give up the pieces of this friendship that I really yeah. enjoy. Yeah. I also don't want to do anything that I don't want to do or, um, you know, it, it's basically lying. Yeah. Well, and in the, at the end of the day, you know, you want to be with somebody who wants to be with you, right? I mean, you don't want to force somebody to be in a relationship with you. You want to be with somebody who really wants to be with you because that's when a relationship is healthy and it feels good is when it's a mutually um, attractive, uh, you know, attraction thing. Actually, I have another piece to go with. So it also, with consent, it also could be that the person really loves you, is really attracted to you or really likes you and is really attracted to you, but is not ready to go as far as you're ready to go. And so it might not be a rejection. It might just be a, you know, I'm not ready to go that far yet. I'm not comfortable with that. I always thought I'd save myself for marriage or, you know, no, I want to, but I'm just not there yet. You know, give me some more time that it scares me. And so that's, I think, sometimes like with date rape, that sort of situation occurs where, you know, maybe the person really, really likes the person that they're dating, but they don't want to go all the way. I, I understand that hormones can really get you worked up and that energy is there to push through, but you got to stop yourself. You know, if someone says no, but anybody can be raped. Anybody can be forced to do something that they don't want to do. Um, I, so I guess in a nutshell, it's really important to listen to what the other person is saying. If they, you know, and just really clarify with them, which feels really unromantic and unsexy, but you know what, if you're in the beginning of a relationship, especially, it's really important to listen. And, you know, even as the relationship matures, it's important to know that your partner is consenting and you're not forcing them to do something they don't want to do. The other side of that, let's talk about the other side of that, shall we? If you are attracted to somebody and you're going down the path, try to pay attention to what you are and are not willing to do. Maybe it's, some, you know, how do you do this? Because sometimes we change our minds in the middle of, you know, well, yeah, I mean, not, you know, not to self-disclose too much, but I've had situations where it wasn't working for me. Yeah. 
you know, and, and it's interesting because in that situation, there are some people who feel like, oh, well, I'm already here. Like I kind of have to like live through it because I kind of already said yes. Yeah. But there have been some situations where it, it was not working for me to, to the extent that I needed to say something. Yes. Right. And in, in a few of those situations, the, the let, let's just put it this way. The approach was changed. And so then it did start to work better for oh. me. And there were a couple nice. of situations where I said, this is, this is not going to work. We need to stop. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, you know, not yeah. to piss you off, not to feel like a change, but it's really not working for me. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I, I, it's funny. Cause that just reminded me of a situation when I was a teenager and I was not, yeah. And I had this really close guy friend and I just loved him so much. And, um, one day, we were kind of like, you know, we had so much fun together all the time. We were kind of like, hey, let's try making out, right? And he's this big, huge football player, right? Enormous guy, probably weighs three times as much as I weighed back then. Okay, maybe not quite, but, you know, I was teeny. He was huge. And, um, you know, we started kissing and I was just kind of like, oh my God, it's like kissing my brother. I can't do this. And he was so sweet and so respectful. And even though he wanted to continue, he completely 100% respected me. And, you know, we talked about it. He did, but he was kind of like, Hey, you know, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know, um, but you know, here he, he could have forced me, but he didn't. He was so respectful and so sweet about it. Ergo, one of the reasons he was one of my best friends. It's a, as a, as a young person, and I'm going to say, especially as a female, I mean, I'm going to say as a female, because they're in the heterosexual world, we have a tremendous amount of power over men with our sexuality. There's a point in many females lives where we start to recognize how much power we have over men. And it's a real ego rush. It can be. I mean, I, I think it is. I mean, I know for me personally, you know, having a guy that was attracted to me, it's like, I don't, it's not a big deal for me anymore. But when I was younger, it's like having a guy that was attracted to me really, really was, it just felt really good. And I think a lot of times, and I've been guilty of this myself, we play with guys to get that, that attraction yeah, I know. I'm telling it's a slippery slope. This is a really complicated topic because, you know, no always means no. Even if we yeah. are teasing, no still means no. Correct. However, as individuals, because anybody can be a tease, um, as individuals, it's our responsibility to really try to be respectful of other people's emotions and try to realize the impact that we're having on them. However, that does not excuse teasing does not excuse rape. Correct. So, um, but I think it is important for, for us to try to value, evaluate the, the signals that we're sending at the same time as the recipient of signals. It's very important to stop and evaluate. Is that a real signal or is it flirtation? Or is it teasing? And so I think that's kind of an important part of this Me Too movement, if you know, or consent, the area of consent is really stop and think. And that's why it's important to communicate. Absolutely. So I think that comes back to the, the like, for me, the essentials on the whole thing are communicate clearly, mm -hmm. 
be empathetic and respectful. In fact, you know, like un understanding what it would be like to be in the other person's shoes and being clear without being rude. Yeah. You know, unless you need, unless you've tried to be clear a bunch of times and they're not listening, then you yeah, then it's okay to put your foot down. Yeah. So communicate clearly, be respectful of the other person's feelings. Right. And, and don't take anything personally or right. try not right. to take things personally. If you're on the receiving end of the no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that goes both ways. That goes, yeah, absolutely. And, ah, oh my gosh, this is such another important part of this. We talked about this last night and we the team talked about it and it's really important to talk about this too. If you have sex with somebody, if you consent to have sex with them and then you regret it, that is not rape. Correct. And you cannot say that that is rape. Just because you thought you were going to save yourself, you plan to save yourself for marriage and then you thought you were in love with somebody and you thought this is the one I'm going to go ahead and do it. And then he breaks up with you a few months later, or even right after having sex, that is not rape. You still consented to have the sex. You just have regrets. Correct. And I, you know, that, that, you know, like you were saying that this is a very complicated topic or very slippery slope, or there's a lot of pieces to this or whatever metaphor you want to use. In some situations, when people say that, you, for example, let, let's just use that that the person who regrets it is is a young woman and or a woman and says, you know, I, I feel like I was coerced, raped, whatever. You know, I didn't want to. I said yes, but I didn't really want to, mostly because of the regret. Some people will say, "Oh, you're blaming the victim." That is not what I'm saying in this case. I know no, you said it first, not. but in that particular case. I am, it is not blaming the victim. There's a difference between I was coerced and now I'm coming forward with the coercement, you know, like I, yeah. I, I, you know, after the fact I'm, I'm thinking, wow, that was a really shitty thing to do. Right. Versus I said yes at the time. And, and now I'm unhappy about the fact that I said yes. So if people want to come forward and blast that, they can say that they can say, you know, it's on me. Like I, you yeah. know, I, I thought it was okay at the time. And, you know, I, I didn't really speak my mind. I didn't really say no clearly. And I convinced myself that maybe I wanted to do that or, you know, it was okay at the time. And then he broke up with me and now I'm mad. Right. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Those, those That's totally different from, you know, date rape, coercion, pressuring, any of those kind of things. Hey, can you tell us what coercion is, please? Coercion? Yeah. I mean, I know what it is. Can you explain it for our listeners? Uh, well, I mean, the, the basic definition is being, be, having kind of figuratively having your arm twisted. Yeah. Oh, come on. You know, like some of that stuff of like, if you really loved me, you right. would do this. Yeah. That's manipulation and coercion. Right. You know, like, oh, come on. You said yes last time. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I've even heard, and, and it, it makes me very sad. I've even heard young women have to use excuses like, oh, well, I'm having my period. Right. To get some guy to back off. And it's like, no, really, if you say no, yeah. that should be the end of it. You shouldn't have to provide a reason why. Exactly. <laughs> no yeah. is no. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and actually it's kind of funny. So back to the clothing thing, I was thinking one thing that's really awesome is the young generation of women are really, you know, there's this whole no bra, you know, free the nipple, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just owning it. Hey, well, I don't have to own it. It's not mine, but um, yeah. 
you know, just having this uh, body liberty movement, which is really a beautiful thing because men are allowed to walk around without shirts on and they don't have to worry about being attacked. And it's a beautiful thing. And it makes me sad that at this point, we're not at a place, you know, like with my own child, I'm just kind of like, yeah, you have every right to be as free with your body as a man is. The problem is men don't see it that way. Men see it as an invitation. Hey guys, if a girl is walking naked past you, that is actually not an invitation for you to have sex with her. That is just, or, okay, I'm sorry. I'm putting the genders in there. If somebody walks naked past you, it is not an invitation to have sex with them. Even if you are turned on by them. There is hope though, because like, like I told you when I was talking with my, well, when my son mentioned how ridiculous it is that the dress code for girls, you know, was two to three times as long as it is for boys, you know, there, there is hope for, you know, Gen Z, thank you very much. Cause a lot of them are just like, whatever. I mean, like people could, should be able to wear whatever the hell they want and that's yep. fine. Like, maybe I think she's sexy, but that doesn't mean I get to jump her. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. It's a much better time that we live in than say 200 years ago. Anybody who watches Outlander on Netflix, you hear me. I know you do. Um, <laughs> you know, but still it's uh, actually, gosh, we're getting closer to 300 years ago. Crikey. Um, anyhow, but <laughs> doing the math. Crikey. Um, not that they would say that the British would, but anyhow, or the English would anyhow. Um, Oh, not an Outlander. No, that's where the convicts went. Australia. So. Oh, no, no, no. Outlander is in Scotland. I, I, I know, but that's the UK. And, and right, the, right, right. The okay. were being assholes to everybody. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good times. It's a great series. I love it. Totally addicted. Um, anyhow. <laughs> uh, actually, for those of you who watch Outlander, Jamie is really a good model of a male, of, of like a, a dominant character. Let's put it that way. He's a really good dominant character to, to follow. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I should edit that out. But yeah. Okay. So parents, how do you deal with this? You know, just teach your kids to respect their own bodies. Teach them to use their words. Teach them to respect other people and other people's boundaries let them know it's important if somebody that they're with, because this could be with lesbians too. I mean, this can be with anybody. If somebody tells you no, the answer is no. Even if you are totally worked up and you are going to just like blow because you really need to, you know, finish or whatever. It's not your, it's not your right to make somebody else make that happen for you. If they say no, the answer is no. There's a wonderful, and when we get the website, figured out when I learned how to edit it and get things up there. Um, there is this wonderful video that I will post up there. It's about drinking tea. And yeah, oh, it's amazing. My kids showed it to me. I love it so much. I can't even describe it. I won't do, I won't do it justice. So we'll post it up there. You kids, you probably know. Is it a meme? I don't think it's a meme. It's so long. So anyhow, but it's really cute. It's just a, it's a really excellent video that sort of puts into perspective how silly the idea of not respecting somebody's no is. Um, so great job to whoever made that video. Serious props. That was awesome. 
I think though, you know, to, to loop back to the, the parents question about how do you teach your kids consent? I think a big piece of it is, um, you know, as much insight as, uh, as can be developed developmentally, you know, like as much insight as you can have developmentally, like checking yourself. And the other piece of it is having empathy in general for mm -hmm. other people. Yes. Because if you can put yourself in someone else's shoes, it's easier to understand that no means no. Yes, absolutely. Right. And then, and, and so the, there's those two pieces of it, you know, the empathy and the, the clear communication. Don't be afraid to speak your mind, especially if you can do it with empathy. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, I think communication is such an important part of every single relationship. It, it's so funny because every couple that I work with, every one of them, their number one issue, even if there's infidelity, is we don't communicate or our community, we have problems with communication. Oh, absolutely. And, yep. you know, and that goes with parents and children also. Like when I work with parents and kids, it's like communication is always the issue, you know? Well, you're not listening. You know, you're, you're preparing what you want to say next before they've actually finished what they're saying. And so you're not really listening to what they're saying. So communicate, tell somebody that you're interested in them, you know, say, Hey, you know, I'd really like to go all the way, or I'd really like to have oral sex with you. Or, I mean, cause this isn't just about penetration. You know, this, this can be about any level, even kissing, you know? It's like, I'm not ready for that yet. Okay. I respect that. The, the other thing is that, you know, a lot, a lot of people feel like getting consent, either getting consent is not sexy or, um, the teasing part is mm -hmm. so people can be clear about that as a thing. You know, if the one person says, you know, oh, you know, I, I, I like it when you tease me then you guys can set ground rules beforehand saying, yes, here's the stuff I'm willing to do. I'm going to pretend to say no. And we're going to have some sort of a code word or a safe word. Right. Safe mind. word. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so glad yeah. you brought that up because yes, you know, we want you to have fun and sex, have a good time, but yeah. just know where the limits are, know where the boundaries are. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so again, we're back to the whole idea of communicating and speaking your mind or whatever. And by the way, there are some people for whom consent is also sexy. Like it's not nerdy or it doesn't get in the way. They like to hear you say, yes, please do that. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yep. It's such a, it's such a complicated topic. <laughs> uh, I hope we've covered it. I hope, you know, if you guys have, um, if you guys have questions, we would love to hear your questions so that we can answer them. Uh, just send us uh, an Instagram message at askthepodcast uh, or send us an email at ask at askthepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for joining us today. Remember to send us your questions on Instagram handle at askthepodcast or by email ask at askthepodcast.com. I'm trying to figure this whole thing out too.